Hello there. I'm Mason Foth, the Community Relations Director at an assisted living and independent living building in Wisconsin called Appleton Retirement Community, where we are passionately enriching the lives of seniors. One of the ways that we do that in our community is by listening to stories and learning from one another. Therefore, we are starting this podcast as a way to amplify our platform in the hopes to enrich the lives of anyone who listens. This is Golden Endearment, a podcast that recounts love stories, life lessons, and relationships. We are just in the beginning phases of the podcast and are hoping to get new recording out every month or so. Please bear with us with any editing and quality discrepancies that are inevitable throughout this process. So without further ado, here is our first episode of Golden Endearment with resident Betty Bundy, and we are going to call this episode, I Am Blessed. Hope you enjoy. Today, I have Betty here, and she's going to share with me a little bit about her and her husband's relationship. I believe 69 years, correct? 69 years and four months to the day. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, Betty, I've got a few questions for you that I have laid out right here. I'm really looking forward to hearing about it. Betty was very prepared, and she gave me the obituary of her husband, and I was reading a lot about him. Seems like a wonderful man, so I'm excited to hear what he meant to Betty and their family. So we're going to start out at the beginning. So you're going to explain to me the story of how you met, and I understand there's some, there's some dispute in, uh, in that story. Well, yes. How did a gal from Winona, Minnesota end up marrying a guy from London, Kentucky. It was uh, in 1952, and Chet had been in the uh, Korean conflict, it was called at that time. And Winona, Minnesota was the farthest a GI could get from Camp McCoy. It was Camp McCoy at that time, without being AWOL. So on weekends, Winona would be inundated with GIs. My girlfriend and I had gone to a movie, and she wanted to stop for a drink. I, so we went in, and it was crowded, and there were these two GIs sitting at a table for four. And I, in my boldness, went up and said, I, we'd like to take these chairs, but we didn't want to talk to them. I don't know how Chet got my phone number and all the rest of it, but he called, and we became good friends while he was waiting for discharge, uh, and we enjoyed each other, so after he got out of the service, we continued to correspond, and Chet went back to work in Detroit, where he had been uh, employed before entering the service. In the meantime, I had moved from Winona to Appleton, where my sister lived. And I started to work for what was called uh, Western Condensing. At that time, it's now Foremost Dairies. And I came out of work one night, and there stood Chester Bundy. And he looked at me, and he said, I think you and I should just get married. Very romantic. Uh, there had been a fire in the, the plant where Chet worked in Detroit. And that, to this day, is still the largest industrial fire in history. And he literally ran out of his shoes to get out of that building. 
So he was unemployed. And he decided that, well, as long as he was unemployed, he might as well come do some visiting. And we realized then that while we liked each other very, very much, we were good friends, we also loved each other. So in March of 1954, we got married. And that's, that's about it. Well, that's exciting. That sounds like a wonderful story. You were missing something about dancing on the bar? Oh, <laughs> you read the obituary written by my son and backed by his brothers. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't dance on the bar, and that was kind of a, a comment on their mother's reluctance to go a lot of places where there was alcohol. I have a kind of built-in fear of being around people that were, were drinking or anything yeah. of that sort. So yeah. that was, you know, that was Carl's way of getting at his mother, but he better watch out for his mother's will. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful story. You guys were friends before you We you were fell very love. good. We remained friends mm -hmm. through all these years. Mm -hmm. He was my best friend. I, he was a man that I could, I could express concerns, I could, could express fears, I, sorrows, and all the emotions of life. I could feel comfortable, and not that I was being judged in any way. And I hope he went through life that same way. I can imagine he did. I think you are a really wonderful woman when it comes to that. When I've worked with you, I definitely get the feeling of, of peace. So you are a wonderful woman, and, and I'm sure he was a wonderful man as well. And I guess I wanted to ask another question for you then right away too. So was there any specific moment or moment in time where you knew that he was the one? I think when I walked out of work that day and he stood there and said, I think we just get married, all at once I thought, well, finally something is making sense. And then he said, the jewelry store was next door, and he said, I'll buy you a ring. And I said, I really don't need a ring, but I need a wash machine. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was it. And my mother it was uh, so impressed with him in so many ways. And my mother was not the easiest person in the world to please including with her daughter. But no, it's just, I think through the correspondence, we got to know each other as people, and we could, in our correspondence, we could express our concerns, and I, it was just, it just happened, I guess. But I, I always say, the one time I really think about it is, and I, I can still see him standing on the sidewalk there, and my comment was, why Chester Bundy? So. Yeah. so that's what was going through your head. You needed it, the new wash machine, huh? <laughs> I needed the new wash machine. Well, ever the practical person, I guess. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure you, he gave you a really big smile right there. Jet was basically kind of a shy person in a lot of ways. He was quiet. He was the kindest human being you could ever hope to meet. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is anybody that ever could say a bad thing about Chet. Yeah, I gathered that from reading the obituary. He seems yeah. like a man who was very well respected, born in the same year as some pretty notable people like <laughs> Marilyn Monroe and, 
I don't know where Carl dug that up, but I suppose we should say thanks to the internet or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh -huh. yeah. That was kind of a unique in, uh, obituary, but it was very typical of who Chap was in the warped sense of humor within our family. Uh, in the love the boys had for their dad. Yeah, well, I mean, in working with your family, I've seen a really unique sense of humor. I wouldn't say warped. I think it's a it's a fun sense of humor, and you guys all really get along well with each other. Yeah, we do. We and we all the boys are all different. And when I was growing up, my mother made a point of trying to treat each of us four children equally. And one time I got a little angry with her and I said, but mom, we're not equal. We're not alike. I have five children. If I gave each of those five children $5, one would, be, one would save it, one would spend it, one would try to think in the way of another getting another $5. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, because they're all different. Mm -hmm. They're all unique people. And that's kind of the way Chuck and I looked at them, mm -hmm. uh, that they were their own persons and, and let them grow up to be their own persons, but stay within the guidelines of what we mm -hmm. felt was our job as being parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you and Chet um, raised five kids then, all boys. All boys. Um, so what were your roles as parents? Were you kind of more of the authoritative parent and Chet was more of the laid-back guy or was it the other way around? I'm sure it how was that a mutual thing um, because I had been on my own uh, I continued working periodically through uh, the thing, uh, through um, our marriage and we always worked it so that Chet worked night shifts mm -hmm. and he his statement was he didn't want to be the punishing father. He didn't want to have the kids say, uh, wait till your father gets home, uh, that I would have to handle. So we we worked it out that if the boys did something that really upset me, uh, the statement was, do we have to talk with your dad about this? And that was usually enough because they never wanted to disappoint their dad. So on the whole, for having five boys, they were not, uh, there's a 16-year difference between our oldest and youngest child, so that they were each able to develop their own personalities and yet become uh, part of a family. So that, uh, uh, no, uh, I don't think that either Chet or I was a dominant parent. I think it was always a partnership. And I think that's a really good way of, of looking yeah. at parenting as well as a partnership in, in, in a relationship, in a yeah. marriage, you know? So, but, uh, and we enjoyed each other. Mm -hmm. He liked to tease me, hmm. but I guess I'm a good one to tease, whatever. Uh, so, well, that's because uh, you're a good sport. Well, sometimes life throws you adversities and you learn and you grow from them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got another question for you then. What was your favorite memory with Chet? Do you have a specific memory that comes to mind and you just can't help but smile? 
Oh, there's so many of them. So many of them involved things that were involving the boys also. Mm -hmm. um, that you know, that I think one of the funniest things is uh, is Carl mentioned in the obituary when the boys were in the scouts, mm -hmm. and I inadvertently volunteered for Chet and I to be chaperones on a trip to Porcupine Mountains mm -hmm. in Upper Michigan. I, I had heard Chet say that before that when he called out of a tent in Korea, he was never going to crawl in a tent again. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, he crawled into the tent, and the tent blew down every night. And Curtis, our youngest one, ended up getting stinging nettle, and it was a real adventure. It was a test of a relationship, mm -hmm. but we stayed married. <laughs> <laughs> Barely, right? Hold on by a thread. <laughs> well, his comment was, as we were leading, he said, I told you I never wanted to crawl in a tent again, and I will never crawl in a tent again, and he didn't. I go. knew enough not to ask him. So that's one of your favorite memories? That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I under, I read in the obituary that, you know, it sounds like he sacrificed a lot and he was a very selfless man. It said in the obituary that he didn't like to camp at all. And no. he did it just for the kids, for the family, he, and for no, the bonding. No, he, he really didn't. He, he, uh, I have an idea, as in the obituary said, that he only toward the end of his life did he start sharing his memories of being in Korea, and he was in Korea in the early part of the, of the war. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the uh, conditions that the, uh, the servicemen under, uh, we had to go through in that era uh, was such that I think camping brought back bad memories. Mm -hmm. um, Jet had some pretty uh, significant decorations for his service. I always used to tease him that he was in combat engineers, mm -hmm. and the combat engineers were the ones that built the bridges so the Marines could get over there and get all the glory. Mm -hmm. yep. that, that, was, mm -hmm. that was my thing. But no, he, he didn't talk about that too much, and once in a great while, he would talk about growing up. Mm -hmm. His mother died when he was four and a half years old. Okay. And uh, so the uh, unsettledness of his early life. Mm -hmm. Chet had an eighth grade education mainly because in the area of Kentucky that he was born, the closest high school was 10 miles away and there were no school buses. So it would have either been a, a matter of uh, boarding someplace. His dad never owned a car. Okay. And so it wasn't, I guess he, he never felt that he was abused or, or uh, different as a child. It, it, that was his, his childhood was what he thought was normal. Okay. And yet when we look back as to how you and I perhaps grew up, with a family around us, um, there were a lot of aunts and uncles. That was one of my favorite stories, is we went to a family reunion in Kentucky, mm -hmm. and that was the first time I met a lot of Chet's family. Mm 
And all of them all ended up, I practically brought that boy up. Now, Chet had a brother, J.R., that was about two years younger than he was. Nobody brought J.R. up because J.R. was kind of a handful, mm -hmm. but they all brought Chet up. So I just learned to say, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm, yep. They all wanted to take responsibility for Chet, right? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but, but nobody wanted to, to claim poor J.R. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. So, yeah, it sounds like, you know, a lot of your memory, your favorite memories with him were with the family as well. Um, yeah, and you guys, yeah, yeah. you know, um, were you guys married then fairly quickly after that, that time he stopped yeah, in? And yeah, he, I think that uh, fire was either in August or October of 53, and we, we were married in March of 54. Mm. So... March 13th, as a matter of fact. There you go. That's yeah. coming up here. Coming up, yeah. Oh, oh. I don't, I, it's going to be a little bit hard. It's, uh, mm -hmm. You know, be, as we aged, we would, and I told the boys, Dad and I have been so, together for so mm -hmm. long that we're basically one person. Mm -hmm. And I, now I feel like a half a person. Oh. Well, you know, it's relationships are a really, really beautiful thing in that aspect. I just, I, I, many times I sit and I think how blessed I have been to have met this little shy little guy who could be bold from time to time from London, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And I, I've often felt as some of the coincidences to our lifetime, that there was a higher power mm -hmm. guiding us. Mm -hmm. Maybe they weren't coincidences, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. It's, it's nope. not easy being without him. I can remember one time when he had a medical uh, situation and I, he was supposed to give himself injections into his ab abdomen and he didn't think he could do that. So the job fell to me. And when we were, went to the physician for a follow-up, the physician asked how the injections were going. And I said, well, I think of all the things he does that aggravates me, and it's not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So no, it wasn't all a bed of roses. Mm -hmm. we, we had some tragedies with the boys, mm -hmm. Clayton losing his hand. Carl and Kathy being in that terrible automobile accident, and Craig supposedly being in Thailand when he was basically in, in Vietnam, and those sorts of things that, yeah, it wasn't all a bit of roses, mm -hmm. but somehow or the other we were able to avoid the thorns. Yeah. Well, what was a strategy that you guys used to work through a lot of things? We respected each other, okay. so I, it, we would never say a mean, bad thing to each other. We would many times, uh, if there was a situation where we weren't in agreement on, we would walk away from it and give ourselves time to think. Mm -hmm. Both of us would mm -hmm. think through, and uh, 
the boys always laughed because we said we could always un we always knew when you and dad were not agreeing because you'd be in the bedroom and the door would be closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, mm -hmm. but that didn't happen too often. Um, I uh, I had a great deal of respect for my husband, and I know he had a great deal of respect for me. And you don't treat people that you respect unkindly. Absolutely. That's a really important aspect of relationships, is respect. Well, we were lucky, but we worked at it. Mm -hmm. um, any any long-term relationship needs to be worked at. Um, when when you have, I'm not saying we we didn't disagree from time to time. Our backgrounds were such that we would. Uh, he would see it from one viewpoint, and I would see it from another. Mm -hmm. But then when we exchanged viewpoints. It, we could solve the problems. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that comes up with oftentimes the best solutions, correct? Is collaboration and yeah. stepping into these other per people's shoes and yeah. understanding, you know, maybe my needs can be put to the wayside and, yeah. and their needs can be brought um, forward. Yeah, he was, he was my friend, he was my lover, he was my anchor, I guess, mm -hmm. is, would be a good mm -hmm. word for it. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my, my next question too, is just your, what is your perception on love in general? Is it something that needs to be worked on? Is it something that you know is always there? Yeah. It's a, a growing thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but love is a growing thing in many ways. Um, you love your children in one way, you love your spouse in many ways, and the same with your children. You view, you view them and it's a mutual thing more often than not. If it's not mutual, it's infatuation, mm -hmm. so. Yep, absolutely. But we were lucky. We worked at it, though. We, we worked very hard at making sure that we had a solid marriage because all around us there were people that were walking away from the simplest problems and not walking together. Mm -hmm. And we were able to walk together. Mm -hmm. Walking together, yep. And even sometimes, I'm sure there might have been points where you were walking apart, but you always, I'm sure, found a way to get back together. It, well, yeah, we didn't always agree. Yeah. No, and we, we had to. Uh, but I can't remember a time in our marriage that we ever had angry, bitter words to each other. He learned and I learned to back away and look at, I don't know, it was just kind of instinctive with us somehow or the other. We just, either it was our personalities or whatever, but uh, he never lost it. I guess a lot of times when I would, like I said, when I had to give him the injections, uh, I would think of things that I did to aggravate me. But, uh, we're two human beings, and you, you, you know, you come from such, for us, there was such a widely di different background mm -hmm. that I guess you sometimes they would think in terms of the miracle how good it was. Mm -hmm. It was a, a good, good relationship. Um, as it said in the obituary, 
we bought this old house that we restored, and it was because Mama wanted it. From a little kid on, I always admired older houses. Mm -hmm. And when this one came up, and that restoring that house was a very good learning period for the boys. The boys mm -hmm. learned a lot. Uh, and they uh, learned a lot as far as um, it, it, the mechanics and the construction of a piece of property and the reverence, if you want to call it that, for the past. Mm -hmm. That, you know, that we shouldn't always forget about what came up before us. Mm -hmm. That that was an important picture. The interesting thing is that all of our children, except the one out in California, and we'll forgive him for that, they all live in older houses. Mm -hmm in which they are lovingly making modern in its own, in a way, and yet re respecting the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, restoring. Well, not... when we started, restoring was not, it was something that was unfamiliar to the people in the Appleton area. Mm -hmm. And I, I can, uh, and then when we started, uh, we would have to many times travel quite far to find replacement uh, pieces or uh, things that would keep the integrity of, of that house. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and still we lived in the 20th century, mm -hmm. so it was a fun house, you know, you know mm -hmm. the kids enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. The boys had the whole upper story. We won't talk too much about that other than once in a while. Mother would go up there and she'd come downstairs and she'd post a note on the stairwell door that the Board of Health had been there and it's been condemned. <laughs> Which was my kind way of saying, get up there and clean that mess. <laughs> That's funny. So. That's funny. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was a learning experience for not only the kids, but for you and you and Chet too. I mean, oh yeah, that's yeah. something oh, that yeah. it was probably exciting to do as a family. Yeah, I'm and Chet was a hard worker. Mm -hmm. uh, he uh, he many times worked two jobs because when he first came to Appleton, he got into construction, and there was no benefits there, no health insurance, etc. Uh, some of the boys had some pretty severe health problems. And, and when I would get angry with the boys when they got older, I would tell them that I should have let the doctor repossess them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good life, and I was blessed. Absolutely. Ever since I met you, Betty, I've always, I, you've had a, a very great outlook on life and love. You know, one of the things that kind of bothers me is the petty complaints that I hear, which are, oh, you should be so thankful that it's not worse because it, in so many places, as a retirement community, are not as caring as this retirement community. Mm -hmm. uh, the residents, the staff, and the whole thing, it's, it, it was bad enough losing Chet, and I knew because both, both of our ages left us with health problems, we could support each other, 
but I couldn't be alone in the house. And I didn't, the boys were making, taking turns staying with me at night particularly, but it wasn't fair to keep it interrupting their lives. Uh, I, they were willing to do that, uh, more than willing to do that, but I wasn't willing for them to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I still value a little bit of my own independence Pretty much high once in a while. Uh -huh. I know you do. You're a very independent woman. And at 94, correct? Yeah. 94 years old. You do wonderful I'm, things. I'm blessed. And Chet and I, would, shortly before his death, Chet and I uh, talked about how good God had been to us that we kept our mental abilities and up until about two or three months before his death, he died of kidney failure. Uh, he was, he was uh, an, an active person, and uh, it broke his heart not to be able to long, mow that lawn. I think he was a frustrated farmer, mm -hmm. <laughs> really, because he liked his lawn had to be just sold, and uh, the, the plants around the place were, you know, they had to be maintained and all these other little goodies that go along with somebody that likes to work outdoors, and he did. So we have touched on it a little bit and just throughout the conversation, but one, another question I had was, how do you think you made it all these years, all those years with him? And you might attribute it to respect. If I was just thinking the most thing, the most important thing was respect. And if you respect somebody, you are not going to be cruel in any possible way. You're going to mm -hmm. work the problems that we all evidently have them, eventually have them. It, you're going to work them together. And he was fun. Mm -hmm. He was a quiet tease. That sense of humor that went through our family, that was another important thing. And we we kind of had a warped sense of humor in our family, but we understood each other. And that would be the under, other thing, respect and understanding. Mm -hmm. Our church was very important to us. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was a guideline for living. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was part of it also. So sharing a faith as well. Sharing the faith, yeah. Having having similar beliefs, foundations, is that well, something that you think is really important in relationships? I've, I've been a lifelong Lutheran. Um, my dad was Catholic, so I was exposed to both religions quite heavily as I was growing up. And we, when I was growing up, my parents said, you find a, a religion that you, you can understand and you be comfortable with. So I was Lutheran. Chet, from being from the South, was a Southern Baptist. Mm -hmm. And when we were married, he d we determined that we would belong to one church. So Chet went to instructions at the church. And, and uh, af after going through it, uh, he still had a lot of questions. So he and the pastor would meet. And the pastor said that Chet was the best Baptist Lutheran he'd ever met. But yeah, it was important to us being involved uh, with, one of the things about being involved in a church family 
is that you are with people that think a lot like you, you know, and, and not without, not totally accepting anything, but accepting each other. Mm -hmm. And that, that to us was important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. About accepting each other, that's a, yeah. a great way of looking at it too. Yeah, well, you know, some sort of common ground, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I miss him. Sometimes I get a little bit angry at him for leaving me, mm -hmm. but I'll take that up when I get when I next see him. Uh huh. He's going to have to answer a few questions. Uh huh. He's going to have hell to pay, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, this is also an answer that I feel like might be pretty similar to what you have been saying this whole time in, in respect. But if you have any other things that you feel that you might be able to impart wisdom on to other people, maybe other people who are struggling with their relationship. What piece of advice would you give to someone who might be struggling in a relationship? Well, there's an old saying, to thine own self be true. So sit back and look at that relationship and see, are you, are you comfortable mm -hmm. with the basic person? Mm -hmm. Are you comfortable with their viewpoints in life? And are you comfortable with working together? Mm -hmm. Basically, said you, you work together. We never said mean things to each other, mm -hmm. ever. In all those years, we could disagree, but we, we decided that with, with the boys, we knew that it was important that we stay together as a family, partially because of Chet's early childhood and losing his mother that young. Mm -hmm. uh, one of his memories was his mother died of pneumonia, which, which was very common back then. Mm -hmm. And um, he can remember standing at the foot of her bed when she died. Mm -hmm. and, and so th that he knew that family was important because he and his brother J.R., were able to be together growing up. But the younger brother, Estel, mm -hmm. was raised by an aunt, and she did not live close. So his family was split up from the start. And family was very important to Chet. Being together was a very important factor. Mm -hmm. uh, the boys were very, very much a guideline, if you want to call it to how we handled our differences. Mm -hmm. We didn't want the boys to be victims of our stupidity. Mm -hmm. I'd like that. I think that's a really great piece of advice. Yeah. Just making sure that foundationally things mesh, correct? Yeah, I yeah. mean, everything starts with that foundation. And, and we were lucky in that our foundation basically was not the usual sexual attraction. Mm -hmm. We were friends. We enjoyed each other. We did stupid mm -hmm. things like bike riding and all the other kids because they were too poor to own a car. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. And when I stopped to think about when we started out, uh, what little we had and how we were able to work together to have a comfortable home always. Mm -hmm. So... This is this might be a, a tough question, but 
or maybe not. I don't think it will be actually for you. But looking back on that, is there anything you would do differently? Anything at all? I really can't think of anything that we would have done different because we lived in a certain era mm -hmm. and uh, we each had our own type of talents that we had to utilize in the best way that we knew how. And I, I think it still goes back to the factor that we always stayed friends mm -hmm. as well as the deep love we had for each other. Mm -hmm. And friends just don't do things, nasty things to friends. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've always felt that, that we were so lucky that way. And it's, I think if you talked with people that knew us, um, they, would, they would comment on, uh, I'm the talker, Chet was a silent one, but how he would stand a little bit behind me and wink or whatever. So if I'd have known that, I might have given him an elbow, but then again, I might not. <laughs> a playful elbow though, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, as I said, we were blessed. Yeah. And you know, it's something that not many people are blessed with. And I, But you see, it's not only that, you have to work mm -hmm. at staying blessed. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to back off sometimes, and sometimes you have to be assertive. Mm -hmm. Then work as to why is one at this pole and another at this pole till you can come to the equator. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a good, good metaphor. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I'm full of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well... Do you have anything else you want to share with me about your relationship? I guess a relationship like Chet and I had is hard to describe. Mm -hmm. you, you just learn to accept it and be grateful for it. That's awesome. And just to document, she said that with a wonderful smile on her face. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Betty. You're welcome. You have an incredible story. And if you think of anything else that you want to share with me, you're more than welcome to reach out. But Well, it's not been the easiest thing to talk about it because our wedding anniversary is coming up shortly. And mm. it's not going to be a, easy to face it without him. Mm -hmm. But he will always be a part of me. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I was blessed.